0: In 2086, two peaceful aliens journeyed to Earth, seeking our help. In return, they gave us the plans for our first hyperdrive, allowing mankind to open the doors to the stars. We have assembled a team of unique individuals to protect Earth and our allies. Courageous pioneers committed to the highest ideals of justice and dedicated to preserving law and order across the new frontier. These are the adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. What's up, Internet? You're listening to the very first episode of the Series 6 podcast where we review each and every episode of the Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We are your hosts. I'm RD. And I'm Jay. Get ready to engage your hyperdrives. For this inaugural episode, in case you are a listener, were wondering who the F we are, Jay, why don't you talk a little bit about our background, how we know each other, the stuff we are working on, besides this podcast. Uh, so, Jay, like, who are you? How'd you get into my Skype? Where am I? <laughs> what matter well, of sorcery is this
1: dude you called me man that's why we're having this thing that's part of it but don't give away what goes on behind the scenes yeah so i'm jay and um, Ruben ruben well, rd and i have known each other for years You use my name i'm gonna edit that out please so, <laughs> 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 proceed yes i have whatever it just i'm gonna stop laughing now so i've known rd forever high school. Um, I think he was drawing in the back of the classroom, and I was writing or fooling around in English class. That was the best place to figure out. I had this dream of starting an animation company. Um, we got together, started collaborating. I wrote some, some of his stuff in his stories. He helped me figure out some concept stuff around my stories, and I've been doing it for years. Um, we actually tried to start a comic book company in college with some help of friends and you know, would-be artists who will remain nameless for obvious reasons, <laughs> because they're dead. They're dead to me. Uh, it was it was a good time. I learned a lot about uh, comic book business and art and um, managing dudes and their girls. Maybe I'm not sure, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, good stuff came out of it. Great stories, um, which have continued to today. Um, Working on a couple stories right now, some loosely based on um, martial arts stuff that I'm into um, with connections to martial art legends. Going back to what you said earlier, I, I just want to say for the record that I've
0: never managed a dude or his girl.
1: No, you didn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I did. We didn't really do management. It was like, I got to go see my girl instead of drawing. I'm like, dude, how are we <laughs> going to start this company if you're like forever seeing your girl? You can Who, oh, me? Her. No, oh, it, was, it wasn't me. you. You know it wasn't oh, you, man. It wasn't okay. you. Okay, okay, okay. You, have um, a, you did the drawing okay. of my expression in that <laughs> meeting when I, All right. when I ripped no, up his pages. Let's flash forward again. Let's flash forward. You're talking about martial arts. Go. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah. So, basically, you know, my current favorite story I'm working on is kind of a cross between a martial art legend and this stuff, a retelling of the Wang Chung weapon, the dragon staff, and the butterfly sword. So working on that right now, and actually going pretty well. Rube's helped me with some art for it um, and helping keep me on the beyond fantasy and unbeatable character role because he keeps me humble like that. Otherwise, you know, we would have, you know, gods yeah. in the comic books and they would never be beat or anything like that.
0: Like everybody would be Superman without the kryptonite. That's right. Uh, so yeah, if you if you want to check out some of uh, my artwork, I have uh, I post some of it on Twitter every once in a while, uh, and you can see one of the concept pictures that I did for for Jay. Uh, I'm at rd_blade. That's on Twitter. So anyway, like Jay said, we have some history rooted in the realm of geekdom. I'm a retro geek and uh, an old school fan of 80s cartoons and anime. I'm also a voice actor with the Audio Nights Theater, an awesome group of people. We're like a family. Uh, and you can find them at theaudionightstheater.com. That's uh, nights with a K and theater with a T-R-E because we're fancy.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Illiterate. <laughs> you, you,
0: can find, you can find some fun voiceover stuff I've done on Swag Wave's YouTube channel. Um, I encourage you, our listener, our one listener, to check uh, his stop motions out. Subscribe. You'll thank me. He's awesome. Swagwave, what up and orbital bacon what up anyway uh
1: dude i didn't bring food to this what we're not
0: gonna be here that long come on
1: dude you said bacon that's <laughs> all oh, i'm talking
0: oh <laughs> orbital bacon he's uh he's another voiceover talent and he does the special effects for Swagwave.
1: yeah that that wasn't my problem man it's just the fact that you talked about food That was I, all oh that's
0: all was. I, I said one word and now you're hungry
1: yeah it's shiny ob- <laughs> anyway um shiny <laughs> objects i'm sorry
0: um, I'm also working on a graphic novel, written and illustrated by me. I'm not trying to use the douchey definition of graphic novel. Like, this book is not divided up into 22-page comics. That's why it's a graphic novel as opposed to a comic. Anyway, uh, it's a continuous thing. it be over 100 pages. Easy. It's probably gonna be more, I'm sure. Uh, it's ambitious, but it's a passion project, and I'm, I'm learning as I go. So, wish me luck. Bear with me. And, uh, Jay, before we get into episode one... Titled Phoenix. Do you want to talk about how you first got into Galaxy Rangers and why it resonates with you to this day?
1: Galaxy Rangers. Um, at the time, I think this is one of the few shows on American TV that was anime esque, but actually an American made show. It came on in a particular block for us too, man. I mean, you know, it came on right before all the Disney stuff came onward, because Disney was ruling at the time. I think the inaugural pilot show came on like on a Sunday. I think the complexity of the storyline and the art alone, it spoke to me. You know, I like, I see a little Bionic 6 stuff in it. Yeah, it's the same studio that made it. Yeah. So, um, was it? Oh, yeah, that did the art. TMS? Really? They did it too?
0: Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Movie Shinsho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is the name of the, the art studio that did it.
1: I didn't even notice that in their list of shows. Anyways, um, and, you know, I, I loved how technical it was. It was right up my alley because, you know, I... At the time, I dream you know I was dreaming of being an architect, so everything technical made sense to me. And Transformers was always in my mind, so all the pieces and have to look just so and work a certain way, and you know, science and tech and the things that make it
0: work. engineering and all that good you know, stuff—all
1: that was—it was all in my head. And it's just that was the thing I appreciated about how the anime industry worked. I mean, these guys designed these complex <laughs> machines and things around everything that they did. And, you know, American cartoons are just like, here's a blob. I mean, from what I understand, they had tons and
0: tons of concept art and images that some of it never even got to be used. But um, a lot of it did. Uh, the creator, uh, Robert Mendel, uh, he talked about sending uh, like hundreds and hundreds of, of, of characters uh, and, you know, kind of overwhelming the studio. But
1: yeah, if we ever do that, that'd probably be us. I was amazed at just learning about how fast they pulled this off. That was nuts so like 65 episodes in 11 months yes crazy
0: yeah they. they well he wanted to strike while the iron was hot i guess
1: yeah he jumped in with both feet and pushed really hard man i couldn't imagine the the schedule and how many people they had working at once to do it actually and you know it's a traditional cell animation process this is before all the cool machine stuff we have now that we can do to actually do an animation a little bit faster like you know we have software to help us
0: there was quite a bit of CGI in the show. Oh, yeah. And they made a big spectacle out of it, you know, because, you know, it took like four years to, to render 30 seconds. Some of the first
1: art was done on some Atari computer. I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, an Atari computer, if anyone knows who Atari is, and that computer made by them had to be pretty low end, man. I think, you know, people have watches with more memory than this thing.
0: But nowadays, yeah.
1: I think a Fitbit has more memory than it. <laughs> the one without the screen. They did good work, um, in a time where CG wasn't prevalent. You know, it's good. I mean, it actually seeing CG in that regard, and I look back at it. I mean, I did a decent amount of CG in my career, um, for the architectural injury industry. And you had it right the first time. It's the injury. Injury, yeah. (laughs) It was an injury. Um, don't digress. I won't. I won't. 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 I'm gonna keep on. I was like, yeah, you're making me have flashbacks. (laughs) You almost had me in the corner where, like sucking my thumb, dude. Just, like, <laughs> like, I seen some shit. Holy crap, I seen them. No, stop uh, But yeah. So, you know, I mean you see how long it takes to actually do some of this work and just the time and effort they put into put these little sections in and add it, it actually added something to it, just to gave life to the characters that actually helped the Rangers do their jobs. And then some background stuff I don't I don't remember much of I don't actually as I've been reviewing everything don't see as much yeah I'm guessing it's because of just how long it takes to render I mean we're not talking Pixar they didn't have like a farm of computers to do it I'm assuming so
0: but I, I don't
1: know I don't know either I don't know to, I,
0: I don't, don't. don't want to speculate too much I, I doubt it man then I end up talking out of my cheeks yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay so like let's start the episode and uh we took notes so we're going to commentate as uh, as we go through it this isn't a commentary track this is just you know us talking about it with the episode playing in the background just so we have like visual cues in the background that might uh trigger memories so the episode's starting now jay
1: yep yeah i kind of appreciate how when waldo and Zozo come in the shot where there's multiple pieces moving at the same time um uh-huh. and just this kind of rotating in the view which You know, not a lot of... I don't think many cartoons... That's the wireframe you're talking about, right? The wireframe of the ship? No. Actually, you know, if you go back a few ticks, you can see where where kind of the scene kind of like... There'll be the background will be moving to the left. The background slides forward and the foreground moves backwards and it just kind of gives you this phony rotation. It's kind of... It's a little dramatic. Um,
0: I think I know what you're talking about. I think it's like parallax scrolling sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, If you're into like, you know, the... Eight bit video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they do something similar to that um, in in Transformers the movie when Optimus Prime does his his
1: hammer fist. Yep, like the the whole background kind of rotates around them. Right, right. I mean, I think there's some shows that that really dramatic approaches just go around entire. I mean, I'm not gonna mention many other. Well, I will mention other 80s shows that are actually big on rotating around. The characters as they do as a transformation or a power move or something like that. I mean, Mask was notorious for it, which you you know, Mask you with know, all the transforming vehicles and all that stuff. Uh,
0: speaking of, yeah. uh, we just saw the title sequence, and that uh, I, I want to say that the first thing that jumped out at me as I watched the opening sequence was the music. I mean, it's fantastic, like 80s style, like Kenny Loggins in your face, bitch. Right,
1: that's right. It was great. <laughs> it was, but I, you know. I love the music for the show i mean it actually was great you know the original song was good but then it came out with this other one um rangers are forever. rangers are forever yeah that was the that's song. yeah
0: I, i'm gonna use that one to play us out yeah, yeah. thanks for giving it away
1: that song <laughs> dude i didn't say anything about you don't want to just give <laughs> it away man
0: i know i wanted to like spring it on
1: people. yeah yeah. but that's my favorite that was the song
0: yeah uh um we could talk a little bit about other, other shows that had awesome as music you mentioned mask before the theme music for Mask is like, holy crap, man. That's, if there's one song that encapsulates the 80s, it's the Mask theme song.
1: It definitely did. You know, Transformers was pretty good until the, and then, then the movie came out. And then I was like, okay. And then the music really got good. but
0: Like the Stan Bush uh, music, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was pretty good. Uh, that is uh, Actually, I think that was the first person that I followed on our Twitter. Uh, by the way, our Twitter is at Galaxy underscore Rangers. And we are the Series 6 podcast, so just check us out. Oh, I think you already checked us out if, uh, if you're listening to this.
1: Probably, I mean.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: The, the one listener, probably.
0: You, listener, have already checked us out, and I thank you.
1: Yep. You will be blessed. Uh, you will be blessed many times <laughs> over for something. Uh, well, the Wheeled Warriors soundtrack? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I totally... You know what? I showed my son that, man. He loved it. Loved it. What, the intro or the show? The show. He loved it. He was one of those like, you know, I had bought like one, a box set or something, or just like the one set that had a bunch of episodes on it. He was just loving it. For
0: I, I think I picked up that set as well. Yeah. Uh, for me, it didn't hold
1: up. No. <laughs> you're, looking at it, you're, like, you're looking at it, you're like, yeah, but the art was great for that, for what, you know, it was, yeah. it was yes. definitely a toy driven show, but, you know. Yeah. Which, which is different than Galaxy Rangers, which I appreciate because Galaxy Rangers was the, the concept first, then the toy, whereas We Are Warrior was cl- clearly the toy, then the show. Yeah. Same as Transformers. Um, Transformers? I don't know.
0: Transformers was toy first. Then show? Uh, yeah. They came mostly from Diaclones. Yep. The Japanese shows, right? Uh, no, Japanese toys. They had no uh, fiction okay and i forget the uh, maybe jay bacall he saw the toys and he had marvel mm-hmm. bob budianski actually come up with a fiction
1: for it yeah, good stuff you know yeah yeah gi joe on the other hand is the other way around too right gi joe was always been around but then they modernized it and came up with toys and i remember the first gen toys were like there wasn't a whole lot of story with the first gen toys but by the second gen the, the TV show had the two movies had come out, and then they had unique characters for everything. Um, It was it was great. So back to our buddies in Galaxy Rangers, and and the we're gonna go back to Galaxy Rangers. Those toys I never actually laid my hands on. Not a one saw them, but never touched one. Which one the any of the Galaxy Ranger toys? None of it. I remember not being impressed by the toys. No, nah, man, they were lame. They they were lame. I mean, you had GI Joe that had Kung Fu grip, and thank you Eddie Murphy <laughs> putting that out. But uh, I mean, but they didn't even have that. They were like, uh, well, GI Joes
0: were like really well, uh, well designed action figures. You know, they were super poseable. Right. Like uh, they, they, they turned at the waist. They had like a, like a almost a ball joint at the waist where they connected to the hip. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah.
1: You. Yep. I remember I took many apart and put them together and made Frankenstein G.I. Joes.
0: A lot of the time those those O-rings, they don't last. They end up uh, getting dry rotted. So like if you have old G.I. Joes, you go to pick them up and they just like completely fall apart in your hands. Yeah. But all hope is not lost because you can buy the O-rings. Anyway.
1: I don't know what Galaxy Ranger ever had. I mean, they reminded me when I saw them, I was thinking like Happy Meal characters or um, like, kind of like He-Man was, which I wasn't a fan of the He-Man toy either. <laughs> because I couldn't I couldn't articulate all the joints and limbs and that for me that was a big thing. Uh
0: the He-Man toys were were pretty much just like a, a couple of of templates, yep, of the same, you know, the same bodies over and over again just and uh redone in different colors and stuff and then they would do a different head and accessories and shit like that. Right. Uh except for Ram Man. He had a unique mold, but it sucked. Yep. Everybody hated their Ram Man.
1: <laughs> <So true. laughs> Well, you know, Uh, so we've talked about every other 80s cartoon and toy, but we're supposed to be talking about Galaxy Rangers, man, so.
0: Okay, so in 2086, two aliens came to Earth, (laughs) Zozo and Waldo, right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And it says that they're in need of help, but it doesn't appear that their ship is damaged or anything.
1: Right. You know what? I think the premise was, and I think um, in the interview from the creator, he talked about they were kind of borrowing the idea from, and if you look, it's the first episode. The first episode also is the pilot episode that they were using to sell the show to networks, uh-huh. which I found was interesting that they have to go door to door to actually sell the show back in those days instead of like one big conglomerate. Yeah, yeah to each network. Yeah, each network, man. I, I was, it was crazy, man. And that, you know, to actually look at the list that, he, that his marketing guy would just, hey, this channel in New Jersey. Hey, this channel in New York. Hey,
0: this channel. Oh, so, so it wasn't just like, it, it wasn't just going to each network, like going to ABC, going to NBC. No, go, it was going to they, the next they station. To, they, they had to go to ABC New York, ABC LA, ABC. Yes. <laughs> like, right, that sounds lame. I can't just. It sounds cool if you want to travel the country.
1: Yeah, man, but then you're sleeping in hotels, and there's no. There, and back in those days, there's no such thing as sky miles, man.
0: <laughs> I guess in my world, there still is no such thing as sky miles. So
1: there was such thing as a car to get where you need to go. <laughs> like we're going to see grandma. Get in the car. <laughs> Who's sitting in the back? I don't want to <laughs> sit with them. <laughs> They're touching me. <laughs> touching me.
0: <laughs> eat your shut up and eat your sandwich. Eating while mobile. Nothing like it.
1: Yeah, in a hot car Ugh. with siblings and their smells and lack of. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyway, so so Zozo
0: and Waldo—they're the, they're the aliens that come to Earth in search of help.
1: Right, and it, I think uh, you know he, he talked a little bit about how it was more like Seven Samurai. They were coming to Earth, and if you look at this ep- the first episode, you'll see the similarities. You know, they're farmers, and they'll and even in the story they would mention like stuff going on, like you know. They say that sh- the ship's approaching, and one of the Kiwis says the harvest hasn't come in yet. You know, like that's completely Seven Samurai, or you know, Magnificent Seven. actually is a, is a more mo- a modernized offshoot of the same thing. You know, the the Galaxy mm-hmm. Rangers come to save the town and stuff like that, but they don't get to that part yet. I mean, that never had. To- they just take cues from that movie.
0: Yeah, they give like little hints of the influences.
1: Yeah, they do, uh,
0: which were like, uh, like you said, Seven Samurai, Spaghetti Western. Oh yeah, that kind of deal. He he really loved Clint Eastwood, uh, Spaghetti Westerns, like the Sergio Leone yeah, kind of yeah. deals. And uh, I think they they kind of based Shane Gooseman off of like a, a, an amalgam of some Western characters that some of whom were played by Clint Eastwood, which is why he ha- he has that. Clint Eastwood kind of voice. Or
1: he says, Shut your face, sir. Yeah. Like he does his like dirty Harry again. He's like, He's still Clint. He's like, I ain't talking to you. Shut your face. I'm like
0: Uh but but Shane Gooseman does not even he, he barely makes an appearance in this episode. He shows up at the very end.
1: Right. In the I mean the first episode is just building just the world, this actually I think is more introducing the world that they're the Galaxy Rangers are gonna be in or the galaxy. You know, mm-hmm. that's their namesake. And they just uh, Trying to map it out and, and actually identifying true villain.
0: They're showing that the people of Earth, they explore. Now that they've met Zozo and Waldo and they shared hyperdrive technology, uh, they can travel around and, and hang out and stuff. Uh, so they, they're going to Zozo's world, I believe. And Zozo's world is where the harvest hasn't come in yet and all that. And they, they're in a ship called the Phoenix, and that's uh, what the episode is, is named after
1: uh um, you know and it's supposed to be a peaceful mission too because zach brought his whole family you know except yes. for the mother-in-law but everybody else is <laughs> i'm thinking maybe he should have brought the mother-in-law She would <laughs> have been the cool slaver lord you know I'm just, just kidding like, 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 like queen would have been like this is the most powerful slaver lord ever it's the mother-in-law <laughs> Zachary, Zachary,
0: Fox. the dude, mother-in-law
1: oh, just be like, and, and then he would have never become a series five ranger because he's like save who <laughs> okay, but we're talking as if our
0: one listener knows uh, everything about Galaxy Rangers.
1: Oh, poor guy.
0: <laughs> Let's give a play-by-play of the episode. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude, watch the episode. Just, just it's <laughs> on you. <laughs> watch the episode, and then listen to us, like, talk in circles about it. I <laughs> know about everything. So, you know, he it, okay. it took so, the whole family. I'm like, this is the station wagon of spaceships.
0: Yes. Uh, it's It's complete with the wood panel siding.
1: Does it have panels on it? No. <laughs> I'm looking for it in
0: Oh, but it could. Isn't Zachary's last name Griswold?
1: No, it could be. Oh man, that would be hilarious. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Okay, so Zozo's world gets attacked by Queen of the Crown, and she sends in uh, her minions, which are a bunch
1: of cool-looking robot dudes. Yeah, she's heard that humans are now in her galaxy, within her reach, and. I think she's curious as this figuring out if and how powerful because she uses these crystals that suck the life essence of beings into them. And she has other aliens that she's been I guess she's been practicing on a bunch of aliens that she that are in her reach or in her realm as is. And now she finds a new species she wants to try to try to practice on. So,
0: yeah, fresh meat.
1: Yeah. So she's like, you know. I'd like to try these guys, you know? Yeah. Try sushi. You haven't tried it. You'd like it. You don't like it. Whatever. It's like cilantro. It's Uh, like soap.
0: It's unclear if she knows that uh, Zachary and the Phoenix and his family are heading to uh, Zozo's planet. Right. Right. Uh, What's the planet called? Prairie?
1: I forget what the planet's called. Um, I said it too, Mike. Uh,
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not a very good host.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, if we're talking... Kirwin. Okay. Planet's Kirwin. So
0: she... She seems to just attack it in the hopes of finding some humans.
1: Well, she knows humans are there because they're they're working with the Kiwis to, you know, figure out to make more genetically engineered, um, food. And, and they mentioned how like it's actually a whole um human contingent there, working with oh, the Kiwis. Actually, right, talking right. about they're going to be able to feed the entire Galactic Alliance.
0: I'm glad one of us watched this episode. Yeah, you know, you, you know, I'm going to edit this whole part out. Don't worry about it.
1: Why? Why? Why would you edit it out, dude? Leave it in. <laughs> because we'll,
0: we'll see. We'll see.
1: Unfortunately.
0: It'll be a judgment call.
1: Whatever, man. You know I'm a detail-oriented person, man. That's why yes. yeah, this is where we're at. So. Um, and all I need to say, I'm gonna, I mean, I have it paused. <laughs> start it, pause it, start it, pause it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they talk about how the humans are, whole human contingent is there to actually figure out how to make food and they're just working and we're working with the um with those those people which i can't remember their name but um i'll remember eventually um and then alterans are uh, waldo's people Waldo's people's are alterans, and then kiwis and, kiwis and, are those
0: people so waldo i don't i don't i'm not sure if waldo is old or not i mean he has a receding hairline he has white hair all their people look like that dude i haven't seen it Wrinkled face. Yep. But I, I think they all look like that. Even the children. I don't know. They're about all. That.
1: They're all the same height. I haven't seen the children yet. Um, I can't remember any children.
0: Maybe you have seen them. They're
1: all the same height. They probably are. But I know there's another Alteran on Kirwin actually talking with a human. So there's a human, a human Alteran, and a Kiwi having a discussion. Well, walk into a bar. A bar. And they don't walk into a bar. That's, that's a bad joke, man. That's, that's uh, another. Uh, that's another episode. that's a a different episode actually not just
0: bad joke episode we'll we'll do that one next time no
1: no this episode that that happens a kiwi human and an (laughs) altar and walk into a bar it happens (laughs) it's a western dude it's gonna happen there'll be bars and fighting and you know you're absolutely right you know dancing girls hopefully well this is a family Mm -hmm. show so maybe not um and they're having a discussion about genetically engineered what they're gonna do and all that stuff you know And, you know, of course, you get little snippets of what the races are like. These two friendly races are like, you know, you understand that one's a farmer race and the other is more of an advanced race. And somehow they've come together and united with the humans to bring the humans into the Galactic Alliance and have no idea why. So, you know, and the other thing about this, it's not really clear. It looks like they're asking for help from humans, but it's not necessarily... Um, they're just, just friendly
0: guys. You know what? I, I don't think even the, the creators of the show dwelled on it very much. Nah. Let's go to where they get space-jacked by pirates. Yeah. So Zack, his family, and the Phoenix, along with uh, Waldo and, and Zozo, they encounter a pirate ship. Uh, The captain of this ship is Captain Kidd, who is a dude. He's a he's like a pretty big dude with a chicken head. No, it's a pirate, dude. Is a parrot? Yeah, it's a parrot. Okay, it's
1: totally a parrot. Right. If you think about it,
0: I just, I just wanted to say the word chicken head.
1: Of course you did. That's yeah, that's a that's a so he- not cool female reference from back in. <laughs> <laughs> so, any ladies so, watching this? Look, uh, she no, no, is see, that person. Our one listener
0: uh, is aware of the '90s and yeah. knows what a chicken head is. Yeah. So,
1: whatever. <laughs> so. Any ladies so listening, he is. he is that guy. <laughs>
0: he has his own salacious crumb.
1: What? A salacious uh, what?
0: The kid has his own salacious crumb, which is the little the little <laughs> the guy that used to hang out with Jabba the
1: Hutt. Oh, yeah. the little Okay. The little monkey on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But Think about so, it. They're making fun of the whole pirate thing. We have a giant alien parrot with a monkey on his shoulder instead of having okay. a, par- a pirate with a... Pa- a pirate with a parrot on his shoulder. So, okay. they, uh, so they have a humanoid know. being that can talk and all on his shoulder, mocking everything he says. All right. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah.
0: Uh, now I'm starting to see it from a different perspective. Thank you for that. You're quite welcome. That's what I'm here for. Different perspectives. Oh, so uh, Captain Kidd, I notice he says the word booty a lot.
1: Yeah. He does. He does I think that was intentional? I think that that was my point. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> so he, that's what the chicken head reference had to do with, with booty? Yeah. No. Yes, it did, dude. Keep
0: it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah, whatever.
1: So. <laughs> so-,
0: <laughs> so Zach goes outside. They have like manacles around the ship. I well, guess
1: before that, they were in hyperspace, and they got drugged out of hyperspace by captain kid's ship they talk about some net that pulled them out of hyperspace so
0: oh well he has he has tech that uh, i guess is uh, the kind of stuff that pirates use yeah so uh it's like their version of a tractor beam i guess
1: well they have that too they have They use that too okay so you stop
0: proving that you watched the episode what i'm
1: not <laughs> <laughs> i'm just here i'm just here listening
0: okay so they get boarded a bunch of lizard dudes attack them Right.
1: Yeah. From the outside, first sacks on the outside, trying to cut away the, the little, clamps that are holding the ship in place. Yes. Yep. They get attacked by a bunch of dudes. Then you know, because Captain Kidd sends out his whole crew of boarding guys, which I find yep. interesting that Captain Kidd's navigator, look like the grays from every alien show that we've ever seen that abduct humans. Anyway, find that kind yeah. of interesting. <laughs> that that is kind of funny. They and they also. They also look a little
0: bit like the the red shirt aliens in um Voltron. Red
1: shirt aliens. And-
0: yeah, you know the guys the guys that just died by the droves?
1: No. No, I don't. I'll have to rewatch Voltron. Which one? The new one or the old one? Well,
0: no, no, the old Voltron. Okay. Uh they well nobody ever died. They were quote robots in a uh, in American. In, yeah, on <clears throat> in Voltron, in Beast King Go line, they were actually green alien dudes. And they died. that were I- that were dying and getting decapitated and stuff.
1: They well, you know, Japanese were very realistic in their approach to They're violent folk. It's fine. It's fine. Sure,
0: sure. I mean, they, they depicted their, their violence uh, pretty accurately.
1: Yeah, they said, you know, make the more violent we, we scare the crap out of the kids, they won't want to do it. I <laughs> think that was their philosophy. Our kids? Um, I'll never go to space, mommy. You know, after seeing um, a Fist of the North Star, they didn't want to punch anybody either. So, But
0: <laughs> well, Fist of the North Star looked like a tickle fest up until like 10 seconds later, then you see the guy bubbling up and explode.
1: Yeah, no, that's pretty interesting. Never saw it as a tickle fest. All right, anyways, back to Galaxy Rangers. So Zach gets ambushed, he gets shot in the back. And then the next scene is, you know, Mm -hmm. his wife's telling him to get out of here. Of course his wife screams dramatically, get out of there Zach!" He gets shot in the back Mm -hmm. and he's drug inside the ship.
0: And uh, that's where you find out uh, Captain Kidd's plan. He's gonna sell the humans to the queen. Because uh, he knows that she's, she has a taste for human souls,
1: or she hasn't yet. She's just interested. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking, you know, and then of course he then he's talking about his favorite pastime, booty.
0: Uh huh. So <clears throat> then, Mom frees the kids on the shuttle, and uh, she gets attacked by one of the lizard dudes. Now, this scene, the way it's animated, I mean, it it, it looks like she's in real peril. Like it's like alarming the way it's animated. It's a, I agree.
1: It was a little bit on the not cool side yeah yeah i was just like uh, wait a minute wait a minute
0: a little, little problematic
1: i was like that's not really nice but you know
0: but nothing untoward happened other than her getting uh captured
1: right i think you know these these is, is those japanese guys letting them have their way and i, th- I guess you know those guys said
0: but this is how she gets captured she actually defeats the lizard dude right like he has her pinned down and i guess he's in a wait for like reinforcements and and drag her in but what happens is she manages to get free grabs the gun and shoots him in the middle of his chest seemingly killing him i don't know
1: right maybe there were other well you know he wasn't the only one on the ship though
0: right there were others on the ship but as soon as she shoots him and she you know she defeats him and she knows that the kids are free they already escaped in the shuttle uh you know she seems to be satisfied with that and just passes out Right. You know, from the stress of uh, yeah, of what...
1: That was lame Or passing out.
0: Well, I mean, it happens sometimes. People get fatigued. So
1: Right. After, yeah. yeah. Turn off their boots and stuff. Uh, uh,
0: her name is Eliza, by the way. I, I keep calling her mom. She's not my mom.
1: She's not somebody's mom.
0: She's somebody else's mom.
1: Yeah, somebody else's mom. So while this is going on, though, Zachary's fighting for his life to get off Captain Kidd's ship where he's been held and, you know, been... Here, he's heard Captain Kid's plan. He's in some force shield um, pin of some sort. And Zozo and, and Waldo have decided to actually go over and rescue him. So they've snuck on the Captain Kid's ship. They've been inside. They actually asked one of the guards how they turn off the force shield. And the guard is standing there playing with his tongue, I think. <laughs> I think he's playing with his tongue. I I looked at it a couple times. I was like, what the heck is he doing? He just, is he trying to grab his tongue? Is it? And of course, the guy turns around and gives them the answer they need. And then you see Zozo and Waldo do their, you know, do this um, little. Zozo does um, a monkey flip, which is what is typically what I've called it since I was like in sixth grade. But, and then into Waldo, who has some little power shield thing that the alien slams into and then falls down dead in the name.
0: It comes from his ring, right? Yeah,
1: it's always that ring. And you get to see the little sparkle. So they showed it, it's from the ring. They give you the little key. <clears> um, and you would think that, you know, these aliens with this technology would have been able to develop weapons in another way. But, you know, I think Waldo's people are pacifists, and that's why they need Earth's help, because humans are far from pacifists. Right. We're good at shooting each they, other, so maybe they can shoot our enemies. And, you know, I, that's what I figured. They, they were thinking, what's the most violent, non well, galactic Alliance if, people we can find to help us make this right
0: <laughs> well i here's the thing though if they're pacifists like if you were a pacifist wouldn't you be against violence of any kind so like you wouldn't recruit a bodyguard to go and kill people for you
1: why not i mean you got to be safe yeah. too
0: no i mean th- that doesn't absolve you of any guilt just because somebody else did it on your behalf
1: okay now we're going like just so Let's talk about pacifism. So if you're a pacifist, it's your personal choice to not strike somebody. It doesn't have to be, you can hire somebody to strike somebody for <laughs> All right. He's a pacifist with loopholes. Per, right, exactly. I think his, all of his people are because that's probably the reason why they went to Earth. Like, who are the most primitive gunslinger in this bunch of modes? If we give them some tech, they'll go handle their business plus ours. If I had to guess...
0: I would say that they uh, they have built into their genetic structure the very same thing that limits you when you're dreaming that you're in a fight mm. and you swing with all your might and it's like a, ah! and it, like it grazes right off the person oh, yeah. and they just look at you and, and keep pummeling you.
1: Yeah. So they've, they've actually genetically, genetic pansy factor, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: I don't know if, if that's happened to anybody else, but like I, I've had dreams where I'm in a fight. Yeah. I swing with all my might, and it has zero effect. I've never had those dreams, but... Are you serious?
1: Fighting in dreams? No. Nah. Well, la-di-da. Well, you know, the whole martial art thing just turned all that around for me, man, but... You know, I was trying to live life, dude, You lived in our neighborhood. Come on, man. We were like... <laughs> we were like <laughs> yeah, that was fun. you like, having a fight is like... You're like, if I'm gonna have a fight, it's gonna be a fight, man. It's one of It's I have to survive, dude. <laughs> and get back home to where it's safe. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that type of stuff. So I don't know. Maybe they are pansies. I mean, they're all but if they all look like old dudes, maybe they just don't have the the will. Maybe
0: their bones are brittle.
1: It makes sense. The whole race has receding hairlines. They already got self esteem issues. <laughs> Alright. Our entire race are old men. They're a little annoyed by that. And if they're if everybody's old, so all their the men are old, the women are old, and the kids are old? Come on, man. It's like, what, what, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Okay,
0: uh, let's get to it. We're almost at the end. So, it's a rock and share convention. Zo- what? <laughs> so Zozo and Waldo rescue Zach. They steal an outlaw shuttle. Uh, that's what um, Captain Kidd and his crew are called the outlaws. Right. So they steal an outlaw shuttle. They escape. And Captain Kidd, in a fit of anger, uh, blows up... The Phoenix, Zach's Earthship, yeah, uh, and he has imprisoned Eliza, Zach's wife. But he and- doesn't know that
1: though. But you don't know that right away. You just see Captain Kidd shoot the ship. Zack screams yes. at his wife's name, Eliza.
0: Yeah, Zach thinks that his kids and his wife are on the ship still, right? Right. Yeah. So like, there's like this big dramatic moment.
1: Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's like, you uh, know, he's, uh, kind of, he's kind of pissed off because, of course, the ship's computer you know smashes his ship first and they're just trying to make you know of course they're making a beeline you know Zack and him are making a beeline for the ship and yeah it's blown up right in front of them. well yeah no they get tractor beam first and then you know oh you're watching it happen i am actually I... <laughs> turn the volume down <laughs> <laughs> i said attractive i remember the tractor beam. of course you know captain kid being a pirate he double crosses the queen Because, Uh, you know, the queen says she's not going to pay him or give him his booty, whatever that means.
0: Yeah, and and he wants booty.
1: He does
0: want booty. All right, so the episode is 22 minutes long.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's 20 minutes before you actually see the rest of the team, the Galaxy Rangers team. Uh, This is when they first formed a team. So it cuts immediately from the Phoenix blowing up to Zack escaping and all that stuff. And then it goes straight to introducing the team and uh, giving a quick showcase of each of their powers. So, Zack, his arm is bionic, and his power, when when he touches his badge, is he shoots out a blast called the Thunderbolt, I want to say. Yep. So, his arm will light up, and then it shoots a blast. And then there's Miko, who is telekinetic. Oh. Or is she telepathic slash telekinetic?
1: She's all-around psychic. She
0: has, like, psychic abilities. She's already psychic. Like, everybody already has powers except for doc
1: i think it enhances your innate abilities that you already have he's already a computer a computer, a computer witch, witch right right he's supposedly a computer witch he's a computer psychologist who the heck gets that job somebody cushy and doesn't want to like get into a whole mess of stuff well he's in good shape for a guy that's like got a desk job dang right man i mean i mean i would you know and that's the thing i mean if you I would suggest anyone who like gets into this and starts watching this man i mean the dvd sets out there i mean i'd buy it because you can see the pilot and also phoenix i mean there's a there's a pilot version that they use to sell which is a little bit different i mean a couple things happen differently um that you'll like be like oh okay wait wait so because captain kid gets away with zach's whole family not just his wife in the pilot and it just okay. it becomes interesting. I mean, that that would change the whole story in that direction too. And the Queen of the Crown looks totally different. So I guess they decided to change the art for her and make her an older, more make, make a more older, sinister woman who looks kind of more like uh-huh. you know. My daughter saw it and she said, you know, she looks like um, um, I forget who it is. One of the characters from the Disney evil queens from Disney.
0: Yeah, she she looks like the like the queen that uh, gave Snow White the apple.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's her yeah and i don't know if it's from once upon a time or what but who knows uh it's from snow white <laughs> yeah and then you know that's the first episode for the most part and then you get the whole finishing song and all that other good stuff uh we didn't talk about gooseman's powers but oh yeah gooseman you get to see him you don't see any powers; you see him twirling some guns
0: yes you're right but they d- they did mention what he
1: does He say like, i'm ready I'm like that's great that's great and what i find interesting in the pilot he has only one gun the actual show that they aired he has two so they they they, they amped up his cool factor they did you know he needs two guns he needs to be a double-handed guns He need to be left and right at the same time
0: i think one of his superpowers is being like a super good looking dude who uh shane Gooseman. okay he's supposed yep. to be i i think so i think that's like one of his powers because they He's supposed to be trying uh, like the, the, the mullet did it all I, I know yeah man <laughs> the mullet he was just rocking them. <laughs> uh, look a mullet will make anybody you know like, it'll bring you up two numbers like if you're a seven you get a mullet that, that makes you a nine <laughs> yeah, that's right my mullet is rocking dude yeah I, I mean I'm no longer available so I don't need to step up my mullet game but right. if you're single and you're trying to get attention and grow a mullet and then turn it back to the 80s (laughs) so you can actually be if it's a spiky mullet that's even better wait wait a minute that's wrong that's wrong (laughs) (laughs) so the last line of the episode is um zach telling his kids yeah don't worry we're gonna bring her home that's true and uh and then you get the, the closing credits.
1: But mean, I did not uh, Well, there was something about it. Who said something? Wait a minute. I need to go back. Because I felt like somebody said something that made all of them smile at once. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't Maybe that was in the pilot. But, you know, I don't know. I keep the too confused. Because, of course, I watched mm-hmm. them back to back. I watched them just in running comparisons of the two.
0: You're a lot less confused than I am. And uh, I thank you for joining me today. So, everybody, that was episode one, Phoenix. Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers is, is oh, no. the
1: yeah, that's technical,
0: it. the actual name of the show. So we will see you next time. I know the so answer. It, I know the what's answer. What's
1: that? I know who did it. Can I say it, please? Yeah, yeah okay. Please. Okay. So the computer says it. So one more time to toss this CG out there, and their family computer GB says, "We're with you, sir," in his very enthusiastic, soft-spoken computer voice, which is all right, very, very dorky, but you know. Anyways, I had to prove my point. So. I've done it. All right. It. Well, you win one internet. Congratulations. Thank you. I all am, right. I invented it as well. Anyways.
0: I'll go in the house. Yeah. So, all right, internet. And by internet, I mean our one listener. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time for episode two, New Frontier. Peace. Peace. Okay, you can stop recording.
1: Nah. Now I'm